Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Welcome to the Everything is Better with Creators podcast. It is Hispanic Heritage Month, and we're celebrating by introducing you to some of Whaler's most popular Hispanic creators. Today, we're sitting down with Johnny Morales. Johnny makes super funny videos that draw on his Mexican heritage. They often feature him joking about growing up as a Mexican-American or lightheartedly teasing his mom or introducing his girlfriend to some of Mexico's more exotic foods. And while he's always up for a laugh, Johnny is also passionate about elevating the voices of young people and inviting everyone to embrace one another's cultures and background. And it seems to be working as Johnny has more than 3.3 million followers on TikTok and 136 million likes. Welcome to this episode of Everything is Better with Creators. I'm Ashley Rudder, your guide to all things happening in the creator economy. Every week, myself or my colleagues, Emma Harmon or Jamie Goodfriend will be hosting this podcast. So let's give him a warm welcome and find out how the magic comes together. All right, DJ, let's hit him with that intro. Everything is better with creators, the podcast that takes a deep dive into all things creator economy. Produced and presented by Whaler. Whaler, we power the creator economy. With your hosts, Ashley Rudder, Emma Harmon, Jamie Goodfriend, and Marco Batosi. My goodness, welcome to Everything is Better with Creators, Johnny. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm pumped to be a part of this conversation. Oh my gosh, I'm beyond pumped. I'm sure the followers and our listeners like are so over me because I get so hyped every episode and they are constantly hearing me say how excited I am to see a name on our our schedule and it's, it's, here I go again, fam. Like, here I go again. I'm sorry. I saw Johnny Morales on the schedule and I was like, yes, I cannot wait to talk to him about all of the things because your TikToks and your Instagram, the YouTube, the whole nine yards is so captivating. And I'm just very excited to hear what you have to share because you can tell that even though everything seems so effortless, I know that there's a lot of intention and, and direction behind it. And so I can't wait for you to share all that insight. So are you ready to do this thing? Oh, yeah. I'm super excited. 
Cool. So we are loving to get dig into origin stories. And so I want to hear yours and please give me all of the color, all of the flavor. And of course, drop any bits and pieces that you felt like were defining moments along the way. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So I was born and raised in a town called Wilmington, North Carolina, still currently here today. Um, And I think, I guess the best way of starting um, growing up, the thing that stood out the most was just kind of the, the the split between the culture that I grew up in, which was with my family, which is Hispanic or more specifically Mexican culture. And um, so like, I mean, grew up speaking Spanish at home, um, did the whole like, uh, I mean, yeah, my family's full out Mexican, like celebrating, you know, all the big things that... Um, my parents would uh, celebrate and like back home whenever uh, before they migrated over. And so, and then I have three sisters. So home is just loud, but a lot of fun, um, no brother. So if you ask my sisters, they say I'm spoiled. If you ask me, uh, I would just say that I am very blessed. Um, ah, I love the, I love the, the, the twist and the spin on that storyline, but feeling yeah, that. exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, but so, I mean, I just noticed that aspect of life and then also the totally contrast like American culture when it came mm-hmm. to going to school or mm-hmm. growing up in um, the community that I lived in, which is predominantly white. Um, but the only reason I felt that difference was because of how kind of like like the dynamic that my family had and then the dynamic my friends would have in school. And so I always try to figure it out, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like I would always mm-hmm. try to figure out why is there kind of like a like a tug back and forth. So you didn't have you didn't have that struggle with, um, you know, again, I'm, I've been hearing a few storylines around, uh, you know, people not want like family members not wanting to speak Spanish or learn Spanish. But I'm, I'm hearing that that was different with your family. Was there a reason why that is or do you feel like it's a generational moment? Yeah, I would say um, I think my parents have always been very um, just encouraging people when it comes to um, just just me- I mean, meeting people like they, they, they've never been afraid of making relationships with people. Um, and I, I mean, there is a scary thing to stepping into a new environment that's totally new, like going to another country and not really having much of a ground other than the person that you came with or the, right. the clothes on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, I, I mean, they came here and were just ready, you know, for new opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I think that they were able to kind of encourage me to pursue opportunities as well. And um, I mean, they've always been there for me when it came to um, school and, um, you know, like academics, like even if they couldn't understand my homework, they would still stay up with me until like two in the morning to do homework with me. Oh, um, I, I would just say it came the only like the or more of the tension came from like maybe wanting to do what my friends were doing, which was like mm. sleepovers or, um, you know, like hanging out past like a certain time, but not being allowed to because my parents were scared of me being out past sunset. I can always tell that there's, you know, moments that you want a culture sh- shift or a you know, code switch whenever appropriate, but I'm just happy to hear that you've always felt comfortable and in, in flexing in those moments. And it was up to you and that you were able to have like all of the skill sets. And it was really just whenever you felt like you wanted to flex up or flex down, you, you had the choice to do so. That's so great. Right. Yeah. No, I think, um, I think not like identifying those two, um, I guess, you know, 
different forces of, you know, like whether it's like the cultures being different and like figuring out how to navigate the two that I think that's where I, I started seeing consistency and wanting to learn how to bridge the gap between the two cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I mean, there was, there was aspects where sometimes I didn't feel like I was Mexican enough or American enough, or other people would say like, you know, you can't be fully Mexican if you're not living in Mexico or speaking Spanish perfectly, or are you actually American? If like your, your family's do, like, you know, looks this way. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I think just a huge theme in my life has been learning how to bridge differences in the two of those. And I think that ultimately reflects in my content. Um, and yeah, yeah. So, and so within all of this, when did content creation become a moment for you? Like beyond just expressing yourself on, on social, but, and then transitioning into something more serious. Um, I think my earliest memory of really content taking over my life was I was with YouTube. So I was born in 2001, which means that when YouTube rolled out, it was, it was 2005. So I was four or five, which is old enough to, you know, hold a phone or a laptop and like pull up YouTube and like watch videos. So I think I was maybe the, on the youngest side of the first people that were on YouTube. Um, so I really just like, my first memories were watching music videos and watching the same, like, uh, yeah, watching the same music videos over and over that my sis- older sisters were watching. Um, and then eventually watching YouTubers who, um, were doing like skits or just things that were just like basically their own little TV show on something called YouTube. Um, and just being captivated for hours and hours, um, watching random YouTube videos. Um, and so that kind of inspired me. So my parents, little fun fact, my parents used to have a restaurant when I was in elementary school. Um, but they also had this like little room behind the restaurant where I got to like play basically. Like all my parents were like, you know, grinding and making food and helping customers. I was in the back, um, just like on my laptop and, uh, or I guess there, I think it was, yeah, I think we had like one laptop for our whole family. My sister would do homework on it. And then when she was help, cause my sister also helped my parents at the restaurant then I would go on YouTube on the laptop. And basically on this laptop, we had, um, I forget what it's called, but it was basically like you could film like little videos on it and like put filters on it. And, uh, and so I would remember just like randomly recording videos and like pretending to like, I'm like, Hey guys, welcome to my channel. Like, um, and then my little sister would also, uh, you know, hang out with me. So we would just like do little skits and we would do like, we would sing like covers of songs and do karaoke and just like record the videos. Um, and actually I'm definitely not going to tell you the name of my old YouTube account because it's embarrassing, but I have five random YouTube videos uploaded of when I was like seven or eight. And it was just me singing covers of Bruno Mars. I was singing billionaire. I just remember doing those videos and being silly and posting like five YouTube videos Um, and so I always showed a huge interest in wanting to express myself through video, but also just having fun and like consuming, um, out of like, just pure, like wholesome, like wanting to like have fun. Cause I mean, again, I wasn't allowed to go, you know, to sleepovers till 2am. So I would stay watching YouTube videos till 2am, um, and make friends that way, I guess you could say like friends with the people that I had never met. I mean, as in with the, like the creators themselves, like these people have no idea who I am, but I feel like I'm making friends with, you know, the YouTubers that I'm watching. 
Um, and I think that ultimately fled into, um, with school and like school projects. So I remember like asking my teachers like for projects instead of having to do a presentation or like write a paper, I would, I'd beg my teachers to let me make a video of some kind, um, for my projects and teachers would, I, I think I grew up in a, in a, in a community where the teachers were really like encouraging on that, at least my specific teachers. That's why I, I love the idea of going back and volunteering with them someday. Um, but I think I definitely, they were, they were open to that. Like, cause that's not like, a, that wasn't a part of the regular curriculum. Like, p- like kids weren't just like turning in like video essays, but you were like, can I do this? And they were like, sure. Yeah. Go for it. I think oh, they loved awesome. just how different it was. And like, and then, cause I wasn't doing the videos alone. Like if I was assigned like a group project and I like initiated, like, let's do a video guys. Um, then all the students would get to be a part of that. And so like, it wasn't just like, they were like helping me, but they were also like introducing it to other students too. Um, but anyway, just, I, I saw that being a common theme as well. Um, and then I really think just ultimately just being immersed in like, you know, keeping up with videos on YouTube and, and, you know, anything that was like with storytelling, um, through, you know, through just even just like using your phone. Um, I think that's why TikTok just naturally like called my attention. Um, and I just thought it was like a really fun, um, app that like, was just, you know, it was silly in the moment, but it, I mean, it was something fun to talk about with your friends. Um, and you could talk about, talk about a video for hours and hours and try to recreate them. I'm loving that. And and I'm also loving this common thread of, it just sounds like you've always been a gatherer of people that you always have been someone that, you know, builds bridges and creates space for other people to participate and have fun with you. Um, I'm not, I'm not getting an exclusive vibe from you at all, Johnny, that you are like all, all, all are welcome if they're game. <laughs> and I'm loving again, that, that that's like carrying over to this as well. Yeah. I, w- I would say with like making content or videos, I feel like it's impossible to do it by herself. Um, I mean, just even thinking about like who's watching your videos, like you can make mm-hmm. the videos yourself. You can be the only one in them and be the one filming and be the one editing and be the one uploading. But at the end of the day, someone has to watch that content unless you're just keeping it to right. yourself, which I right. mean, I would say kind of defeats the purpose of creating something. Um, well, I mean, maybe not necessarily, but I've, in, the, in, in the sense of wanting to share something that you care about, you know, there's people mm-hmm. that want to you know, connect, connecting with people is sharing. And so if you're not sharing that content, then you're not going to have an opportunity to connect with someone. Um, so yeah, I think, I think from creating and then also the viewers, I mean, there's that aspect, but then it's even more fun when you bring people into the process of creating whatever you're making. Again, I love how your brain works. Not everyone's brain works that way and that's okay. But I just get, I just, I love that you're just like, I can't even contemplate like having content that doesn't have more people in it. And <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Like, tell me about, tell me how did Whaler walk into your, into your existence and like, what's this, what's the story there? Because again, like I'm seeing like, you just like, you are blown, you've blown up so much. And there's like, obviously like a very clear path that happens when, or a moment that happens where you're like, I need help. Yeah. So, okay. So I think maybe fast forward, um, a year of making content specifically on TikTok. Um, the first year was just grasping how to even, you know, have that first video go viral. Um, and I'm like, I'm seeing some patterns on 
how to, you know, keep that audience. And now that I'm making content like original content, um, I was introduced to monetizing, um, Mm -hmm. from brands that reached out saying, Hey, would you be interested in being an investor? And then the next conversation was, Hey, here's this flat rate that we can give you for one video. And so I would say the second year was really learning how to navigate monetizing on my account, um, kind of on my own in the sense of like Mm -hmm. driving the vehicle of, Mm -hmm. you know, how I'm going to negotiate with brands, how I'm going to, you know, do the whole process of, you know, emailing them, creating the content, going back and forth on, you know, doing drafts, um, making sure that I'm posting the way they want me to post, um, while also staying true to, you know, my content. And really, I just dived all into that. On I really wanted to grasp that on my own. Um, I was afraid. I truly was afraid of like giving up some of that authority to someone else without me mm. feeling like I could understand it for myself. Because otherwise, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what like you don't know what you don't know, you know. And so I right, like wanted right. to know as much as I could, um, so that way I could trust someone else in that. So I'm gonna, so honestly, like I was getting emails from you know, random managers or agencies, but I definitely wasn't interested in kind of like initiating that relationship yet because Uh I still didn't feel comfortable, you know, giving that up. Um, But I will say then kind of after a year of kind of doing it on my own, um, that's like, I'm a big believer in God's timing. And I think Mm -hmm. uh, Whaler stepped in exactly when I needed that help. Um, and just more specifically, shout out to my manager now, Brendan. Um, so, yes, he, Brendan. so yeah, so he, yeah, just even more specifically. So there's Whaler, of course, but then, um, the, you know, the person behind kind of the relationship the, you know, the, the relationship that I have that's one-on-one and getting to actually, you know, someone who's spending time, like getting to know who I am as a creator, you know, beyond just my content, but just also my life. He knows about, you know, my family. He knows about, you know, what I'm passionate about beyond just videos. You know, he, he knows like my favorite types of food and um, he knows <laughs> like, he knows my schedule with school. He knows that I want to prioritize school. Um, so Brendan really from the get go wanted to get to know who I was. Um, and that's what one thing that stood out about Whaler and Brendan was I didn't feel like I was just being like added to a roster or like just being added to, you know, just another, you know, 50 people that are already being managed by the same person, which would ultimately feel like a competition of like, Mm -hmm. am I getting the most attention out of these 50 people for the sake of my quote unquote business or, or even my platform? Or am I just going to ultimately like, um, you know, reduce, you know, opportunities for signing with someone who doesn't really even understand who I am. Like they may know Johnny from the videos that they see, but do they actually have a relationship with me? Um, Mm -hmm. And so, so I met Brendan. Um, Actually, I had, I I was fortunate enough to meet him in person. The first time I met with him, Um, it was my first time in LA. Shout out to Leo Gonzalez. He's another TikToker who is absolutely crushing it on the platform. So he showed me around. He was showing me around town when I went to visit for the first time. And then my second time visiting, he told his manager, um, which is, which is Brendan, uh, that I was going to be in town. And little did I know that Brendan had slid into <laughs> my emails like three or four <laughs> months before. <laughs> and I missed it because I was, like okay. I was telling you, I was focused on learning it for myself. Um, mm-hmm. But again, God's timing, like we were able to, to reconnect 
um, for the first time truly in person. And so I'm really glad it worked out the way it did because we got lunch together um, in LA and uh, got to meet him in person and kind of understand kind of what he does. And also his background too was, so, was super important to me because um, his background, he, you know, he's worked with some really cool companies, like shout out to like Univision. Um, he worked for, um, you know, mm-hmm. Spanish speaking network and he like knows people in the industry that just makes sense, sense to be mm-hmm. kind of like in the loop of like cir- the circles that I'm in, you know, like it wouldn't make sense for me to like have a manager who, you know, lives on the other side of the country when, you know, like if I'm sleeping, he's awake. And when he's right. awake, I'm like trying to do my homework at midnight, like, there's just going to be no compatibility with schedules. So, um, and even though we're like, I'm on the East coast, uh, Whaler and Brendan, well, I, my relationship with Whaler, like them being on, um, well, I I guess more specifically Brendan being on the West coast, um, it still works, even though there's a three hour difference, it actually kind of works out great because when I wake up, like, let's say I wake up at like seven, Brendan's still sleeping. So I can grind out, you know, assignments, um, that I need to get done before he wakes up and then I just turn it in. Um, and so anyway, it's just little fun things like that that work out really well. And I, and I think the last note too, that I, that stands out to me with Whaler is just the other creators that are also working with Whaler. Um, I've got, I've had, again, the opportunity to meet other creators um, in person who are signed with Whaler. And I, I just feel the chemistry with them, um, like from spending time with them. Um, and it just makes sense how like, whaler attracts creators who have the same goal in mind which is you know making you know authentic content wanting to connect with people um you know actually interested in getting to know other people's stories and so i just feel like my experience with whaler has been like exactly what i needed to um feel like i wasn't you know on my own or alone in the whole process of creating I don't just work here. I work here because of the community and the culture also. And I just think that, again, I'm so also so blessed to work with such talented people and the Whaler talent team is are exceptional, like truly exceptional. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content, so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Johnny, I'm always seeing your mom in your videos and and your girlfriend, and they are incredible. But your mom is out there getting it, dancing. It doesn't matter if it's a quiz, a game. She is up for it. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about like 
some like I would love to know like a personal experience that you have, um, like be it with your mom or anyone else in your family that like really stands out to you about like that was like a super positive experience around your um, Hispanic culture. Yeah. Um, do you, so do you mean a specific moment with creating like a video or do you mean just like no, just in general? Cool. Yeah. Like in general, like yesterday someone shared like they had gone to a soccer game and heard um, like the Mexican national anthem for the first time, oh, wow. like with that many people yeah. and like made them feel like a certain thing. But it doesn't have to be that grandiose, but it's just like anything that punctuates with you, um, like a, a very fond memory um, that like better but centering around your your culture. Yeah. Um, so. I would say, so thanks to, to, you know, being a part of TikTok and having the opportunity to um, just like step into new, um, you know, cities and just being invited to, you know, participate in um, events that are relevant to things that I care about. Um, You know, like I think the most, what what always shocks me is um, the idea that, you know, two states in the U.S., are still the same country, even when they feel like they're different countries. Um, and so more specifically, mm. what I mean by that is my, I, I've, I've had the, my first time going to California and my first time going to Texas was thanks to TikTok related events, um, or, mm. or even social media events. Um, and so the reason I bring up specifically like California and Texas is because those are both predominantly, uh, um, or they, they have a large uh, community of um, Hispanic people. And so, and, and mm-hmm. beyond that in my analytics, like the cool thing is I can see your analytics on TikTok and see where your followers live. I, I see a large percentage of my followers are in places like t- uh, Texas and California. And so awesome. with me saying this, my first time being there and I, my first time going to Texas and California, I went with um, actually my first time going to California, I went with AC and then I just went to Texas recently with her for the second time. My second time, it was her first time. Um, and in both of those trips, um, we've ran into um, essentially people who watch our content regularly. And those conversations are always just so much fun because it, it's, it, it ends up being so much more than just, hi, I love your videos. Can we get a picture? Like there's that you know aspect of meeting people. But a lot of the times the people that we meet are so much more interested in like, uh, like it almost feels like we're already friends because they ask about my mom. They ask about um, our relationship or they, they, they ask me for rec- recommendations on other foods in person. Um, and just again, like to, for more background, like with making videos with a lot of food, I almost feel like I'm like entrusted on, you know, like delivering that to people, like people like come to me or even AC or my mom um, and ask us for like recommendations just because that's kind of like the, con- some of the content that a lot of people recognize us for. And so it's just so cool getting to step into like a total, totally unknown territory, um, on the other side of the country and people still trusting, you know, us with, um, you know, their time. Um, or like, I know people that have driven hours to go eat at a restaurant that we've gone to. And then actually just an extra, you know, special thing that like I've noticed from like something that's just been super memorable is getting to talk to restaurant restaurant owners um, Mm -hmm. and them telling me that because of us making a video at the restaurant, they're getting more business from people in surrounding counties 
um, or areas and like people driving to go see, um, you know, specifically their dish at their restaurant. Um, so it's just always memorable whenever it goes beyond just like people, you know, wanting to like meet us. Cause I mean, that, that's fun of course, but there's something so much more special when you get to be a part of something bigger than yourself, which is, you know, helping other businesses, helping other people on their passions and connecting them in that way. So like, hopefully people are becoming regulars at these restaurants. Like I may have introduced them, introduced them to the restaurant, but I hope they build a relationship with those restaurants by going there regularly um, and getting to eat there. So yeah, I, I would say that just stands out right now in the moment as we're talking I do have a question about representation. Um, is there a, is there a person, um, anyone, it can be anyone past, present, anywhere in there in between that is like a part of the, um, Hispanic community that, you know, really influenced you or was, had a positive impact on you that you'd like to like shed light on or give thank you for their contribution, um, to the Hispanic community? Yeah. Um, I think someone who immediately sticks out is, um, a pastor at my church. And he is so kind of like the way the structure at my church works. I I would say I go to a pretty large church um, in my town. And um, but this pastor specifically, he focuses on, um, you know, connecting the member like the yeah, the people that go to our church to um, other organizations in our community. So instead of just being like Mm. in the walls of the church, the church should be able to um, step out into the community and be, you know, the church isn't the building, the church is the people. And so he just focuses on, Uh um, you know, local missions and connecting with people. Mm -hmm. So I say all of this Mm -hmm. um, because, so he um, was kind of one of the first people that kind of really poured into me um, as I was kind of starting my walk with God. And he, Mm, okay. Yeah. And he, so he is Hispanic Um, and again, I live in a predominantly like white community. And so him already being, you know, me kind of relating to him on that level of like culture, but then going beyond that, um, and kind of relating on, um, you know, our relationship with God, I would say that Mm -hmm. those two things, he's kind of showed me a lot of the importance of just loving on people, uh, going beyond the labels of culture, um, and identity, you know, I think, I think there's something really like powerful about people, um, connecting with, you know, communities that are very specific. Um, so that way they have something to connect to, but I think, I think the thing that connects absolutely anyone, regardless of what you identify, um, culturally or even other labels that, um, um, are common, I would say that the most important label, um, which I would say is like, it's so funny, like giving, like it's saying it's a label because, Labels are meant to, you know, kind of like, you know, not divide, like divide, but more to like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sort. sort. Yes. Yeah, that's and, a great and, word. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And so yes. I think the thing that connects absolutely everyone um, is the idea of being human beings and mm-hmm. human beings. I think we all have something in common, which is just the longing to connect with people um, and the longing to be known as people, uh, as a person, you know, people like we, we long for people to know our stories and we long for people mm-hmm. to, um, you know, know, know who we are. And so I would say that, um, his name's Javi, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned his name. Um, I love it. Yeah. Shout out to Javi. Yeah, shout out to Javi. Javi has just been a, like, per, like a walking example of, you know, how to, um, mm. you know, connect with people. 
um, while still, you know, you know, we do relate on that, like, I like, um, you know, background of being Hispanic, but he goes beyond that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. doesn't get tied up on like the, like the labels of it, or he doesn't get tied up on, um, you know, just like, like, okay, these are my people. These are your people. You do this differently. I do this differently. Like, it's not right, like right. that. He, it's really cool to see how he encourages people to just connect, um, and, um, nurture that n- nurture, just like what they're struggling with. Um, and so, yeah, I would say Javi sticks out a lot because, um, yeah, he's just a, a great example of someone who, um, you know, loves people period. Mm-hmm. It all comes back to that yes. is learning how to love people. So good. I love it. Again, hey, shout out to all the pastors in our lives that at every stage, because like they, they set the, such beautiful examples. And again, love that that is, is your person that has like stood out so, so clearly to you that you want to thank. Uh, yeah. So tell me this, you and AC are doing it big. I love again, the fact that you all speak so beautifully and without it being forced about the meshing of two cultures, like how did that how has that been? And was that something that just you f- were very intentional about or did it feel or did it start organically? But just tell me about that, that piece. Cause I think it's again, such a beautiful part of your content as well. Yeah. I would definitely say it was very organic on how it started um, in the mm-hmm. sense of like how the content's created. Um, and so just more specifically, so my first video that ever went viral, um, I have the pleasure of saying that that was just me pulling out my phone and hitting record on what was going on live in the room. Like it was not premeditated. <laughs> um, I, I don't even think my mom or my girlfriend AC knew that I was recording my, our first video that went viral. Um, and so just for some background on what that video was, um, it was, so me, my girlfriend and my mom, we, we all, I mean, we hang out all the time, but this moment we were just hanging out in my room and this sounds so bad because, but my um, <laughs> AC was actually like, she was like folding my laundry for some reason. I think I was like doing homework and she was just being sweet and like doing my laundry. And, That's um, so sweet. and then all of a sudden I see my mom just like run over to us with this piece of paper and on the piece of paper, it said a bunch of random English words, like, like just it, it, it wasn't a, like a cohesive sentence. They were just random, you know, kindergarten phrase words. And I was like, what is this? And when I read the paper in my head, I realized that and it, it actually said something. It, it actually made a whole sentence in Spanish. And this sentence was oh, wow. kind of like, it was like, it was really funny, but it was you know kind of inappropate. Like it was like a good chuckle. <laughs> and I was like, okay. what are you doing with this? What are you doing with this paper? And she was like, I'm going to, I'm going to make AC read it. And I'm like, oh gosh, like this is going to be hilarious. So I just pull out my phone and start recording it because I just love capturing moments like that. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I was, uh, and then in the video just goes, it's it's my mom going, AC, you read this. And she reads it out loud. And, and so it ends up saying, I have beans in my butt, uh, but it's a butt, it's a, you know, not butt. And, um, and so I like, it's just AC reading <laughs> Then go free, whole as, and then like saying it. And then my mom just like starts dying of laughter. Like, (laughs) you know, like the classic, like hilarious, like someone like dies of laughter and then it just cuts. Yes. It was, it was one of those videos. 
And so I post that video on TikTok thinking like no one's going to get it. Maybe 10 people who speak Spanish will think this is funny <laughs> like it, and move on with their life. And I post that video. I go rock climbing with one of my small group leaders on my church. And then an hour later, I open my phone and the video has like 4 million followers. I mean, sorry. <laughs> I open my phone and the video has 4 million views and I'm oh. like, what is going on? And the comments are like, like I've never seen that many laughing emojis in a comment comment section ever. Uh, and just people like think it's like super funny and like, and oh, and my, one of my favorite parts too was that people were commenting what my mom said in English for people who couldn't understand Spanish. So not nice. only could like Spanish speakers understand it, but now anyone at this point could understand it. And even if you couldn't understand it when you watched the video, it, it was intriguing enough to want to know what was going on. What's going on. So yes. I think that first yes. example of like this very organic moment that was captured in time really set the stage of us wanting to make more content that wants to make people laugh, that wants to connect people to things that um, maybe not everyone can relate to. But actually, no, I think anyone can relate to it. But it's more of like the specifics of like, okay, maybe I don't understand Spanish but I have a friend from this other country who, where I've had this, a similar moment where we laughed at something right. because of a language barrier. Um, and so, right, right. yeah, it just really kind of like, like started the domino effect of like, okay, let's make content that, you know, has these themes. Um, and then of course, like, I think the first year it was a lot of like me hitting record and like, mm-hmm. yeah, cause we would hang out mm-hmm. all the time and my mom would like make us food and I would just record it. Now that I'm in college uh, or like getting in the thick of like college and like um, my mom, like exploring like, you know, her passions, um, then it's just now we're in a cool place where we get to kind of connect together and like, all right, like, hey, like what skit do we want to do today and focus more on that aspect of things um, or like let's pr- or like mm-hmm. me and my girlfriend pranking my mom. So like we're, we're still in on it together and sure it's premeditated, but my mom has no yeah. idea what we're about to do to her. Um, of course. So yeah, it, it, it comes to a place where like, even though this is something that I like am regularly, regularly pursuing to do um, and have to like, you know, be like, okay, like I want to make a video today. Um, there's still opportunity to like have authentic moments within your content. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Johnny, for all of this insight and inspiration. It's been so wonderful getting to know you better. Please, please, please like keep crushing it. I know you will. Thank you so much. That means a lot. I really appreciate this. We hope you've enjoyed what you've heard and will come along with us as we navigate this journey to the promised land of the creator economy. Make sure to subscribe or follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you like to listen to audio. And of course, we'd love a rating and review if you get the opportunity. And special thanks to Johnny Morales for joining us. Make sure to check out more from Whaler and all things at the intersection of a talent network, brand partnerships, technology, and creativity at whaler.com. Get active in the Whaler community by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. For Everything is Better with Creators, I'm Ashley Rudder. Catch you next time.
Everything is Better with Creators is produced by Whaler. Whaler, we power the creator economy. Learn more at whaler.com. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.